Hi everyone, let's talk about different types of marketing analytics metrics. Aren't necessarily going to go into the you know technical calculation of them all, uh, but just want to talk about ones that we use a lot in marketing to uh, basically measure how we're doing and track progress and meet goals and things like that. So first of all, first of all, what are marketing analytics metrics? You know they are the measures of marketing to help us determine how we are doing. And, and importantly, we use these metrics to assess our strategy and like I just mentioned, to meet goals and hopefully improve the strategy going forward. So what is a marketing analytics strategy? It's just basically, you know, using data to maximize our marketing effectiveness. You know, data is king these days and so um, we need to use it and um, hopefully if we use it correctly, we can improve things. It allows us to maximize efficiency, minimize costs, allows us to um, you know, accurately report in the past, analyze the present, and, and ideally predict the future. Okay. Um, let's talk for a minute about marketing campaigns and their life cycles. So a marketing campaign runs through uh, basically three major phases. Um, first is design, where you're going to basically do some exploratory research, uh, maybe use uh, some social media analytics to figure out kind of where we stand, what, what we want to do. Then we move into the implementation phase, which is where we do everything to uh, create the campaign, put the, can in, put the campaign in place, uh, probably do some A-B tests along the way. Uh, to make sure that things are going well. Uh, and then the evaluation stage is, is we compare our results to our original, original goals, uh, see how we did, and start over. So kind of rinse and repeat, as they like to say. Um, even within one kind of piece of marketing content, uh, you know, it can go through one uh, pretty interesting life cycle. Okay, you... You create an article, a blog post, for example. Um, a visitor reads the blog posts. Uh, they connect to this piece of content somehow. They then decide to go to the website. Then they contact you, and then they become a customer within five days. And then the, the process kind of starts over. So uh, analytics is used um, in all of these steps, we want to measure, you know, how, how well read the article is and what do people do once they read the article and where do they go and how many of them actually contact us and how many of them actually buy and how many of them, you know, are repeat buyers and so on and so on. Lots of analytics in here to help us see how we're doing throughout this product campaign or this content life cycle. Okay. So, uh, talking more about design, again, it starts a lot of times with exploratory research. Uh, we find out what is going on. We read our uh, you know, comments and reactions to our social media posts, okay? And that helps us kind of form some hypotheses about what sort of strategies would work well and would, would not work well. That leads us into implementation where we, um, you know, again, put things into play and we do what we can to ensure the success of the campaign. Uh, we clearly um, regularly monitor our results to uh, adjust things if it's necessary. Um, 
kind of that whole rinse and repeat. And then evaluation, did we meet our goals? You know, did we did we do what we said we were going to do? And what does that mean for the future? Can we redo it, start it over with new goals, with maybe different implementation? Um, lots of things that come into play uh, in the evaluation stage. Okay, so mentioned briefly also a marketing analytics strategy. Um, just basically um, boils down to the success of campaigns need to be measured, so you've got to have an analytic strategy to go along with a marketing strategy. Um, you've got to decide how much money to spend on the analytics, you've got to, how much uh, time you want to spend maybe improving those outcomes, um, and just know that analytics is a continuous process. We've mentioned that a couple times, but just to repeat for emphasis, uh, marketing analytics is a continuous function of measuring the results of campaigns. Um, you identify, you analyze, you improve, you identify, you analyze, you improve, you identify, you analyze, you improve, uh, and you go so on and so on, okay? So within any marketing analytics strategy, there are really three phases. Um, the first phase is you identify the metrics you're going to use. Uh, the second phase is you're going to analyze the metrics. And based on what you find in phase two, you move into phase three where you take improvement actions. And then, you, then again, you move back to phase one, back to identifying the metrics, um, and you keep rolling. Okay, step one, identifying your metrics. You need to have a goal in mind, come up with some questions you need the data to answer. Um, your metrics basically help you evaluate and quantify what you did. Um, helps you determine if you are meeting your goals. This moves you then into step two, analyzing the metrics. Um, you've got to have systems in place to track the metrics. A lot of these can be automated through dashboards, through web analytics, things like that. Um, you also want to make sure you compare them to benchmarks, maybe to uh, past performance, maybe, maybe industry standards, things like that, to help you determine how well they're working. Um, and then if metrics aren't working well, you know, what is what are some of the reasons? You've got to figure that out. Uh, so you're actually analyzing the metrics uh, to this particular end. Okay, Google Analytics is a good example uh, where you can, you know, do a deep dive into website metrics and just see, you know, where traffic is coming from, how long they're staying, where they go. Uh, many, many, many other things fall into that, okay? Uh, for analyzing email campaign uh, metrics, we use things like open rate, click rate, bounce rate, um, things like that. Um, so you would definitely evaluate those in, a, in kind of in a different way. Uh, Facebook is a good example of uh, uh, a company that has provides lots of metrics for you. Maybe you post a video on Facebook. Um, you can track things like engagement, reach, likes and follows, video retention, click-through rates. Uh, you have access to all that information basically anytime you want. You just go into your business page and click on uh, analytics or insights, and it'll give you that uh, access to all that information. Okay. Step three, we take improvement actions. This is the toughest thing because you may not necessarily know why something didn't go well. And so you may have to do some more testing and some other things to kind of figure that out. Um, and then once that is done, hopefully uh, you can take actions that will indeed uh, improve things. 
okay? We have a category of metrics called strategic metrics, which are kind of uh, basically, you know, higher level revenue potential metrics, um, you know, things like market size and market growth. Uh, we would like to, to basically use return on our marketing investment is something that is important as well. So uh, ROI is, is, is key uh, in lots of different departments. So it's very important in, in marketing as well, okay? Uh, we have support metrics, things like brand metrics, customer metrics, uh, and others. I'll talk about each of these uh, just briefly here. So brand metrics, things like brand recall, just can people remember your, remember your brand from memory, uh, brand recognition, can you basically remember a time where you saw this particular brand? Um, things like brand depth and brand breadth is basically how easy does it come to your mind, this brand name? Um, you know, can you tell me a you know, wide range of usage uh, for a particular brand? That would be brand breadth. So those are some brand metrics that we use. Um, you know, support metrics, just basically the ability to, to retrieve a brand from memory. Um, this this basically guides our decisions every day. You know, the, the better you remember, remember a brand, uh, the greater the chance you're actually going to make some sort of purchase. Uh, we have something called brand equity index, which is just kind of a um, numerical uh, evaluation of your brand's value. So you take what we call effective market share and your relative price compared to the competition and durability, which is a measure of loyalty, and kind of multiply all those get all those together, and you get what we call brand equity index. So, the number in itself doesn't really mean much until you kind of compare it to last year and the year before, or maybe your competitors or some industry standard or something. Customer metrics, things like satisfaction, um, you know. Um, how satisfied are customers? You can kind of use things as a proxy for that, like you know renewal rates. Someone renews their loan or renews their subscription, that can be a proxy for satisfaction. You can ask people, would you be willing to recommend us to your friends? That kind of is a measure of satisfaction. Uh, customer ratings on sites like Amazon, you know, are you know kind of indicative of uh, customer satisfaction as well. We have something we call customer lifetime value, also called CLV, which is important. It basically uh, puts a dollar figure on the value of any customer to uh, the organization, okay? So um, it can help us basically determine or estimate how much profit we're gonna make from any customer over their particular lifetime. And it helps us determine, you know, how much money can we spend or how far can we should we go in order to acquire a new customer, given that this is the average customer lifetime value, okay? The long-term metric can sometimes drive people crazy that it's so long-term, but uh, uh, that's what it is, so, but, but very powerful, okay? Um, good example of a, of a customer lifetime value calculation is, uh, think about Netflix, okay? So let's assume that, um, Based on their, you know, customer acquisition costs, they it costs them $150 to acquire and maintain each customer. 
So if you think about ads they put and emails they send out uh, trying to attract customers, those, those things all cost money, okay? So they've, they take all their acquisition costs and they divide it by the number of new customers they've gained and that becomes their acquisition cost. Let's assume it, it costs $150 to acquire one, one customer, okay? If the customer stays around one year, let's assume that the um, subscription rate is $10.99 a month. I know it's gone up from that, but let's just use that for an example. And uh, they stay for the entire first year. That's 12 months. 12 times $10.99 is $131.88. Okay, so they've almost recouped the acquisition costs in one year. You may think, well, that's not good. That's that's underwater. Yes, it is. But, uh, you know, if they stay around numerous years, then uh, they're going to make lots of money off of that one customer. Okay, so um, these figures allow us to, you know, you know, allocate budgets for new movies and shows and other marketing experience experiences. It helps us, uh, you know, spend money to attract taste and things like that so we can be very targeted with customers. Um, can do lots of really great things. It's driven some significant value for the firm. If we know that the average customer of Netflix is around for 25 months at $10.99 a month, um, you know, then that 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 customer lifetime value figure is going to be very much in the black. Okay, uh, so you know, with those profits, what do you do with them? Is it you know you throw that at more acquisition, or you do it do with it? Do something else with it. Um, so, you know, just uh, Netflix is also very good at retention. You know, people subscribe and they don't leave. So you may be listening listening to this right now and saying, well, yeah, I have a Netflix account and I haven't listened to it in months, but I'm still giving them my money. So what in the world's going on? Okay. Um, one figure that, that I've read recently is that Netflix is in – in 52% of all U.S. broadband households with only a 9% cancellation rate or churn rate, if you, if you want to call it that. That's a, that's a significant, uh, significant advantage. It's really good news for Netflix and makes investors very, very, very happy. Okay. Um, so CLV, um, we can also talk about customer profit itself. Uh, uh, customer profit, instead of being over the lifetime, can be just over, say, a year. So you would just take the, re the revenue from a customer and subtract out the cost of that customer, and that gives you customer uh, profit. Okay. Switching gears, digital marketing metrics, things like conversions. This is a number of people who have taken some sort of action. Maybe it's a purchase. Maybe it's a click. Maybe it's an email open. Could be lots of things. Okay. You have to decide what that really means. Um, impressions, the number of times anything, say a, a tweet, has been has been viewed. Um, total reach is the number of people who have seen content, seen that same tweet, okay? So impressions is views, reach is number of people. So you could have, um, uh, you know, one person look at the same content three times, so that's going to count as one reach but three impressions. So, so there is some double counting involved uh, with impressions. But again, the more eyeballs you have on content, uh, the greater you're going to be in the forefront of those people's minds um, and should you know, move people down the marketing funnel towards some sort of action, some sort of conversion, if you will. Okay. Conversion rate is just, you know, conversions divided by reach. 
Microconversion rate is basically conversion on one particular platform. So, you know, what is your conversion rate on Twitter versus on Instagram? Okay, you can measure those separately to see which one uh, is more effective. Um, conversion funnel rates. So, you know, what what proportion of your customers make it to the next level of your of your marketing funnel? Okay, so uh, you think about this idea of a path that consumers take going from an impression to a click to putting an item in a shopping cart, then um, actually checking out, you know, people stop at different phases within that particular funnel. And so you want to know kind of where, where things get bogged down and where people leave. Lead to close ratio. If you have a, a bunch of sales leads, um, you want to know, you know, how many sales leads, um, you know, result in number of sales. So you would take, um, you know, take leads divided by close rate. You could uh, divide it by number of, of, of leads closed. You could do it in the, in the inverse as well, just depending on how you look at it. Um, total visits, visits to a particular web page, very important. Unique visitors, this is kind of like reach in the social media sphere, but here we call it unique visitors. It's just a total number of different visitors to a particular web page, okay? And then we have what we call new sessions. It's a total number of, um, you know, new viewers versus recurring viewers, okay? All right, some more metrics. Site time, how long does someone spend on your website? The longer the better, of course. Um, direct traffic, how many people got to your website just by typing in your web address instead of coming from some other place? Coming from some other place is what we call a referral. All right, so you either get traffic from directly or from some sort of referral, okay? Organic traffic is traffic that comes to you from some sort of um, Google or Bing search, okay? Um, Social traffic is, you know, website traffic that came through uh, a social media account or a link on a social media post. Okay, bounce rate, percentage of people who leave the website after only viewing one page. Obviously, you want that to be as low as possible. Um, Click-through rate, the number of people who um, basically click on a link compared to the number of people who saw the link. Um, we use this in email marketing. Customer retention rate, percentage of customers who return uh, by again, hopefully over and over and over. Um, repeat customers is super, super valuable. So you wanna make sure that you can uh, get first time buyers to, to turn into repeat buyers to drive that retention rate up. Customer acquisition costs, we already talked about. Just basically um, acquisition marketing costs over time divided by the number of customers acquired in that same particular period. Uh, open rate is basically the number of uh, the percentage of people who saw an email from you that actually opened the email. Okay, then we have development metrics. Basically, it measures a company's ability to leverage competitive advantage in product or service development. You know, you can put product uh, development products into um, uh, you know, different categories like low-cost, customization, quality-oriented, responsiveness, and uh, product innovation and have metrics to kind of determine how well you're doing there. Uh, cost, Low-cost metrics, for example, measure the ability to live, ability, ability to deliver goods and services at a low cost. 
Customization metrics measure the ability to tailor products and services uh, to specific customers. So, you know, if you're um, using cookies to track customers, you can use that information to greatly customize offers. Um, so there are metrics that help you determine how well you're doing that and, and how detailed the customization is getting. Um, quality metrics ensure that companies produce high quality uh, products and services, you know, things like certifications. You know, the more certifications you have, the more quality allegedly you have. Um, so it's just a simple metric. Do we have it or do we not have it? Responsiveness metrics. If you have, um, um, you know, an active customer service department, you know, you want to measure how responsive they are to customer needs, customer complaints, customer questions. And there are metrics that govern those particular departments and obviously use them to continually improve upon uh, their responsiveness. And then finally, we have innovation metrics, just the ability, uh, measures the ability for us to be innovative. Okay, we uh, measure things of, you know, like levels of breakthrough products, you know, major enhancements, uh, fixing, you know, innovation problems, things like that. There are metrics involved uh, in uh, tracking all of that and everything that we do. So that was kind of a dense, kind of a broad, I guess a broad, but kind of shallow discussion of, of marketing analytics metrics. There are hundreds more, literally probably even thousands more. So I just wanted to kind of introduce you to some of those and kind of what they look like. So it's important that you use metrics and use multiple metrics to evaluate what you're doing. If you just use one, you may not be getting the whole picture. If you use two, you still may not be getting the whole picture. So you want to use a, a, a bunch of them and probably put them in some sort of dashboard so you can easily view them and uh, uh, keep them in the forefront of your mind so you can continually improve what you're doing. So that's all I have. Thanks again. Have a good day.